Hey guys, welcome to Dark Vale. We're your hosts, John and Tori. Dark Vale is a podcast that discusses the darker side of life. We are not professionals on any of the topics we discuss. We do as much research as we can, and we do try to be as accurate as possible. However, no one is perfect, and neither are we. Because we're discussing the darker side of things, this podcast is best listened to by a mature audience. So sit back and get ready to podcast and chill! Hey guys, welcome to Dark Vale. My name is John. And my name is Tori. So today, today's podcast, we're going to talk about conspiracy theories and the ever-present danger of social media. Wow, that's an official title. <laughs> it's a little dramatic, but... I was trying to think of something and I kept thinking about some topics are really hard to prove that they're factual, right? Yeah. And it takes a lot of time. You really got to look things up because we don't want to make a uh, podcast that's full of the, the, first article we see and then we try to look it up from maybe a different uh a different website or a different source of information and all of a sudden you can find nothing on it and then you're like okay is this even true yeah and my brain just went into this like rabbit hole of it's it being so hard to tell what's actually true and what's facts out there and it's evolved into conspiracy theories and I was thinking about that and then how much garbage is out there on social media on Facebook and YouTube are probably like two of the biggest sources of it and the amount of misinformation and I was like hey you know that's going to be a really good topic right there so <coughs> excuse me that's why I picked this one well I think it was a good idea well, thank you. And so in today's world, we have unprecedented and unlimited access to information. This is no longer a world where, <clears throat> excuse me, news is honest, though. It's not like it was when we were kids, even. Like, I feel like the news that you saw on TV and you read in the papers and stuff was so much more factual than it is today. And it's not, it wasn't so filled with, um, um, sensational headlines. I believe that you're right. 
I also do believe that the news has always had its own agenda based on who owns the newspaper, who owns the radio station. Um, but I do agree with what you're saying. Back a couple decades ago and more, it was probably more honest and more reliable, but I think to some degree it hasn't changed over time that much because it's always been a little bit biased depending on who's who's reporting it or who's the meat behind the info. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> no, for sure. And I can't argue that. <clears throat> Part of the problem might be now is that there's so much access to news. Yes. And there's so many different news, the quotes, yeah. like news sources now that it's it's harder to find what's what's really believable out there. And I mean two decades ago, three decades, you think back as uh, all the decades like police lie, cheat and steal, politicians <clears throat> spew corruption and lies to fit their agenda to get votes. It's probably not a far cry different than it was even back then. But now, because we have these platforms, it spreads so quickly. Absolutely, I agree with that. Everybody and their dog has a platform to speak whatever they want to. Yeah. And um, decades ago, that wasn't the case. There's a few chosen people that were lucky enough to have their voices heard in whatever end of the spectrum they were on. Yeah. And nowadays anybody can pick up their cell phone and record anything they want and send it out, you know. Right, exactly, like to the masses. And in today's age, a popular YouTuber can say something with no credible background, no facts, and nothing to corroborate their words, and it will be taken as fact by millions who do no investigating, no checking for truths or facts, just simple, lazy, zombie-like understanding. Like, yeah. oh, uh, I guess that's true. And this goes for most everything on Facebook, too, that's presented as like a news article or a news source. There's sensational headlines. Um... And I say this because I myself have also uh, read some crazy headline or article on Facebook claiming to be facts about one thing or another and taken it at face value. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, I, I'm still sometimes, but not nearly like I used to be, but even just reading a headline and being like, oh, Shit, that's crazy. And yeah. then I'll tell somebody about it and be like, oh, man, I just read that this, this, this. And they'll be like, oh, really? And and, and it's not, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not actual. The headline isn't factual. 
it's sensationalized because then a lot of times when you read the article, the ones that go around Facebook really often that I read is like asteroid set to have possible impact with Earth, like, and they make it like such a big important thing. And then you read the article and it's like, uh, well, it's it's going to be further away than the moon is. Yeah. So the likelihood of it actually hitting us is more than the odds of the lottery. Like, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> that's that wasn't even exciting at all. Like the the, but if you just read the the headline, then you're like, holy shit, we might have an asteroid hit Earth in 2022, and yeah, that was a perfect example of that kind of thing because absolutely, I think most people have been sucked into that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That one, it's it's like once a week I'm seeing something about an asteroid or a comet that's going to possibly take us out. I really try hard not to believe things anymore till I've actually done some real life looking up. But today's world has left a lot of people burned and jaded for so much misinformation because it's endless and almost limitless. Yeah. And the thing is, is that depending on what kind of uh, opinion you've already created about something, you can absolutely keep searching for facts based on your own opinion and be like, ah, I'm proving it. Ah, I'm proving it. Yeah. Right. That's exactly it. So that's why it's more confusing than ever. I think for, especially for the younger generations that are coming up. Right. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like for the younger generation, the next generation, the, their kids, gen like, <clears throat> I don't know. It's, it's so, bloody hard sometimes to tell what is an actual truth what's loosely based on a truth and and what's a complete outright yeah. lie like it's there's no real information behind it at all um for every fact there's another article claiming it to be a lie wrong or some sort of conspiracy <clears throat> excuse me there's an argument for everything. And so much of this is propagated by greed. Oh, yeah. Money, power, popularity are probably the three main themes that I would say are what people are greedy for in, in the world today. Mm -hmm. Social media stars want likes and subscriptions. These equal money. But let me be clear. I'm not... De deeming every social media star as some uneducated blasphemer that's doing anything and everything for likes of money. Yeah, and the thing is, is that the reason why some like YouTubers and other like TV personalities are so popular is because it's obvious that they're kind of just a train wreck. Yeah, and they're just kind of spitting shit out and. It's entertaining too, right? So a lot of those people, it's their persona, but a lot of them, like, yeah, like doing something shocking for the popularity and the money, basically, right? But yeah, there are some people that 
are doing it, stating it as true fact, and have a ton of, like, an army of followers, too, yeah. right? <clears throat> That's exactly it. And, and these followers, like, they look up to this person. They deeply believe in this person. They have like beliefs as this person. And it's super easy to inadvertently manipulate someone into believing what they might believe. Yeah, it's true. And it seems like we quickly believe someone who is famous, powerful, or rich. Like we just almost go with it because they, they got tons of money. They must be well-educated or they're famous. They're an actor or an actress or some famous YouTuber or something. And, mm-hmm. and that, and the powerful, especially, um, uh, politics, um, religious leaders. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't know. It's just, I think it's, it's, it's just very easy to fall into an empty belief of something. That's true. Um, so while I was writing this, I was thinking of another, uh, great example. It was actually just like two days ago. I was reading an article about old, um, Canadian currency. Yeah. Like the old thousand dollar bills and $20 bills and, and stuff like that. How, it was basically the way the the headline worded it is that this money was going to become completely worthless in 2021 and with worthless i mean completely useless too like you you're holding on to a $1000 bill from a decade or whenever they got rid of the $1000 bill i can't even remember yeah but you're hanging on to this and all of a sudden, it's nothing. It's just paper now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. So then I I wasn't going to click in the article because it, it wasn't that interesting. But then I was like, yeah, I'm just going to read it. And I was reading about it. And the, the gist of it is that that money isn't going to be spendable in any retail sense. But... You can still go to a bank with your $1,000 bill and give it to them and they'll give you $1,000 of current cash. Yep. And I was like, oh. Because if I would have just read that headline and the, and and not clicked and read the article itself, I would have just told you, like, hey, guess what? Any If any of your family or any of my family's got any of these old bills laying around there, they're literally just paper. Like it might as well, <laughs> we'll use it to start the fire or something. Like it's just a perfect example of how headlines are so sensa- sensationalized. And it's very easy for us to read that and just be like, damn, and then scroll on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and today in 2020, I mean, we've been, we're about nine. Are we nine months deep now with the global pandemic of coronavirus? Yeah, I think pretty close. Yeah. We're somewhere around there anyway. It's been so long. And and that, but 
the truth is for decades we've been dealing with another pandemic and it's global and it's affected probably all of us one way or another and it is misinformation this in this misinformation has led to a lot of conspiracies and i won't sit here and say that i think every conspiracy theory is ridiculous or unfounded but some truly are uh there was a time when i almost didn't have my son when he was a baby um vaccinated he's 10 years old now um, due to misinformation and blindly believing a few articles, some shitty pseudoscience, and a couple of celebrities. Like, I am not knocking anybody that fell for misinformation. It's, it's so easy. And, and that, but it can also be super dangerous. Yeah. Um, and this, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, the... The vaccination debate is something that in it just invokes a lot of feelings for a lot of people. Like that's yeah. kind of like the abortion debate and other yeah. things like that, right? Like Yeah, absolutely. There's people with facts on vaccinations being good. There's People saying, you know, these are the reasons it's bad. And um, <clears throat> there's good and bad points on both sides. But I think you have to weigh out in the long run what works for you, right? And I have the same stance as you that I agree that the, the tried and tested vaccinations that we've had for many, many, many years, the good we get out of them outweighs the possible negative effects. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I think that for maybe a small percentage, there is a negative effect. Yes. But I feel, yeah, like, uh, not I feel, I, I, science is proven. I mean, these vaccinations work um there's been diseases that have been eradicated or were eradicated yeah for a long time um but this 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 misinformation showed me that you know there's some actual real life dangers that can result from it and my son is obviously current and up to date on his vaccinations um, but, um, so there's, I have a few examples from Time Magazine's website, time.com of just how dangerous a conspiracy can be and to how, for the most part, harmless misinformation can be, um, but how it can spread so quick. Uh, in 2016, a lone gunman barged into a pizza place in Washington, D.C. He had falsely believed children were trapped in a sex trafficking ring led by former, <clears throat> excuse me, by a former presidential first lady. This 
was a fringe idea propagated by an anonymous user known as Q. Thousands of people believe and acknowledge Q's uncorroborated musings, which started on the controversial uh, message board called 4chan. I'm not saying this is something I believe in or not, and I'm definitely not going to debate it. My point is the unreal extremes and deep beliefs people can take without any real proof or facts. Yeah, that's true. Um, I wonder if mental instability plays into certain things like that too, because it wouldn't take much to have some people believe that they do have the facts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that could definitely propel, um, a belief or a thought, uh, to an extreme as well, for sure. Yep. Um, And the, yeah, I mean, and just that alone and being able to, like, you can, you can almost lead your searches based off of how you type them too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And by doing that, you're, you can easily perpetuate your thought in your head that it is real. It is true. You do have the facts. You're investigating it right now and finding out the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's that's part of what makes it so hard and so damn dangerous, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it is very dangerous. Yeah. Social media platforms like YouTube and Facebook also breed conspiracy theories that have the potential to go viral. And another such example uh, from Time.com is how the Chuck E. Cheese chain was accused and pressured to comment and debunk a claim that they were reselling leftover pizza slices when a YouTube star made the claim in a video, which has now garnered over 35 million views. Yeah. See, you can use a big platform to ruin someone's livelihood with... Absolutely. With I'm what I'm guessing was a joke slash a made up thing for views. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. And he, so this is where that greed and the money fits in because he wants the views, he wants the subscriptions. He and I don't know if it's a he or she. Sorry. Um, this YouTube star wants him gets over thirty five million views over this thing, and. It's it's in a, a short time. Like, this is something that went viral. Mm-hmm. And he made money off of this. He made money off of slanderous... Accusations? Accu- yeah. Yeah, and that's a shame. But to play devil's advocate, if someone had a real injustice, using a platform like that is a way to get change, right? I yeah. under, I understand your point of this is saying misinformation can lead to devastating effects. Yeah. On the flip side, I would hope that lots of good things have also happened because of it too, right? Absolutely. And I think that there is a lot of a lot of good that does come out of social media. 
and and videos that go viral. I'm not I'm definitely not saying that it's just big and evil and Yeah, no. And I... and that I the the title the ever present danger of social media <laughs> is just one end of the spectrum. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out because um we will probably have somebody who's sitting there thinking, yeah, but there's the good stuff too. Yeah. Yes, we get that. And it's it's ama- an amazing age we're in. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And there's so many positive things, but we're dark veil. So we're talking about... The dark side of it. Yeah, how things can go <laughs> awry too, right? Yeah. Um, also though, um, that pizza slice thing, reheating old pizza slices... From Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. That just makes me think of being a Karen on the internet. Like, that pizza slice thing, yeah, that's that sucks. And that's going against some health co- codes if it's true and a whole bunch of stuff. Like, if it was true, it would be okay, what are the steps to go get this fixed? This is a real problem. It wouldn't be necessarily going onto YouTube or social media to try to get help. Like, you would think in a real situation like that, people would contact the local authorities and try to get some real change to happen. Um, But in another sense, it makes me think like, don't be a Karen. Um, maybe you're just upset and mad about some other type of service you may have gotten and you start blowing things out of proportion. But then it just also makes me think a little bit more like, you know, a Karen didn't like the way one employee helped them at Target. And goes on Facebook and writes a really bitchy thing about it and <laughs> yeah. um, tries to wage a war on something that might actually be true, but it's not the right way to go about it either. Like, every little injustice that humans have doesn't warrant um, full speed ahead and sick them, boys. Like, yeah, like a giant public outcry. Yeah, (laughs) like we've all had some pretty shitty, unfair things happen, and I would hope for the most part, um, most people's go-to isn't hopping on social media and complaining, because um, you're just being a drag, man. Yeah, Yeah, I've had to remove people from my Facebook just because of the constant laundry like they're yeah. airing their dirty laundry all over Facebook and oh it's just it's so negative and it's so uncalled for it's not everything needs that you're exactly right you don't you don't air your private family stuff all over Facebook yeah. you don't need to go on there and complain that there was a cart parked behind your car when you got out of the grocery store and you had to move it now because somebody was too lazy. Big deal. Life goes on. Move it yourself. Get in your car and go home and live your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a Karen. Yeah. I mean, we can all be Karen sometimes. That's but true. I mean, 
there's that group of people that truly believe that every inconvenience and tiny injustice is just everybody needs to know about oh, it. Oh yeah, now. it's very beneath <laughs> them. How how dare how how dare McDonald's you know not have ketchup out and when I asked for more, how dare they <laughs> yeah. blah 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 like get over yourself. Yeah. Right? Like Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. But that YouTube one is a perfect example of how even something that's mostly harmless, um, how a YouTube star with thousands or even millions of followers can influence the beliefs um, and thoughts of people to the point where um, I'm guessing that there was some sort of like this got all over social media and Chuck E. Cheese seen it and was being questioned about it or it was um, some tweets or, you know, who knows what, where they actually finally had to come out and publicly address this and be like, uh, hey guys, we don't do that. Like, that's, yeah. that's just how uh, a shining example of how easy something like that is. Um, another part of the problem is the viewer-based recommendation the the algorithms on facebook and youtube that is meant to keep you watching can lead you to some rabbit holes and get you going from watching cats falling off of couches to the world trade center was an actual big conspiracy and and yeah <laughs> and that i don't know i'm i'm jumping from one extreme to the next without any of the middle, but it's literally, I've spent hours watching YouTube before and, and I have spent hours watching Facebook videos before. And literally you just click on the next video that's recommended mm -hmm. and you stray so bloody far from what you originally looked at to it, it's the craziest thing. Um, Oh yeah, you're you're preaching to somebody that was really heavy about a decade ago into Alex Jones, okay? Yeah. He's he's the king of the crazies conspiracies. <laughs> um They're they're also they also engage like every center of your brain that wants excitement and you know, yeah. <laughs> everything else too, right? Yeah, and there I I have only seen a little bit of Alex Jones, but he's also very dramatic and oh, loud. Yeah. yeah, and and I know that that what I have watched has been mostly because of that because I'm like, holy shit, this guy is going off on a tangent here. Well, he's he's got actual like full length documentaries too, and I used to watch those. Like I believe there's one called Endgame, and I watched it. And I mean, there's like music at the right time, and I'm getting like goosebumps. <laughs> And I'm like, we're on to something, guys. Like, we're on to something. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, ultimately, I don't have the same beliefs as him. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I'd watch it again, and I yeah. would find it entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and for, for you, that's good. But for a lot of people, that's still, that's something that, like, ropes them right in. And they're, like, they're hooked. Like, holy shit, this guy is really preaching some truth here and 
maybe some of it is, but maybe a lot of it's not. Yeah, exactly. Um, in in uh, so January of 2019, um, YouTube said it would slowly start reducing recommendations of borderline content and content that could misinform users in harmful ways. So that's good and all, but the, the this next part is really what kind of blew my mind. Um, YouTube's um, recommendation algorithm um, was set like it, it it was promoting conspiracy theories as some of the targeted content interesting um including videos promoting uh phony miracle cures for serious illnesses um videos claiming the earth is flat or making blatantly false claims about historic events like 9/11 and that alone can be a huge propagator of conspiracy theories that are unfounded and and false and have no facts behind them and one that I've paid attention to for a long time is 9/11. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge huge conspiracy and I have watched actual real videos that what <laughs> What we've seen is the planes crash into it. Yeah. But there's actual videos on YouTube that show a plane fire a missile just before it crashes in. And that's what the explosion was. It wasn't the plane that caused the explosion. The plane went into it, but that's how there was enough heat. And like, there's just so many Yeah, or things. the... The plane hits the building and then bombs that were inside detonate. Yeah. 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 And it's, you can see it like almost like the video shows it in slow-mo and it's like it's blasting out below it. And yeah, so many things. One thing I've, and <clears throat> this literally just is a thought that popped into my head, but um, it was maybe a week ago. There's this thing called deep fake. And I keep seeing it pops up into my newsfeed on Facebook fairly often. And it's this these people that make these videos. And um, like the newest one was, I think, Jim Carrey playing the Joker, I think was the newest one. And I haven't actually watched this one, but I have seen other ones. And it is a video that's so perfectly done with an actor set in a different setting playing it's it's their actual voice their lips are moving and they never actually did this but it looks it's so well done that you could literally you could take something as as dangerous and political as a president and create one of these deep fake videos of them saying something mm -hmm. and post it all over social media as it's the the president this is what he's saying and it would spread like wildfire and yeah. that's it's just one of my point i'm making is that videos can be doctored 
to mm -hmm. look like they were never touched and this is actually how it was recorded. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's really scary. Unreal. And what I don't get is why why would that be targeted content? Was it some sort of way to capture viewers for monetary gain for YouTube? And when I say YouTube, I mean YouTube as a company? I just have a question. How do you know that was for sure found out to be targeted content? Well, this is... Sorry, the, I mentioned earlier, this is um, straight off of Time Magazine's website. This okay. is where I got the information from. Okay, so the Time Magazine claimed that it had been discovered that that was actually targeted content that YouTube was purposely sending out in the algorithm? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but if this, I mean, if that's what YouTube was originally doing because they made, because somewhere along lines, and I don't exactly have an idea of how YouTube works, like how YouTube makes its money, but according to the article, uh, by June, YouTube had said that the number of views for harmful content that gets recommended had dropped by over 50% in the U.S. And in March of 2019, Facebook had faced some pressure uh, to act when an Ohio teenager got vaccinated against his mother's wishes and had to testify in court about the dangers that can happen with misinformation. Um... The 18-year-old teen was part of a widely viewed uh, Senate hearing. He told lawmakers that his mother was an anti-vaccine advocate that derived most of her information from Facebook. Uh, measles is highly contagious. So contagious, in fact. Um, and I'm using quotes because I went to um, the actual cdc.gov and took this quote from it. If one person has it, up to 90% of people close to that person who are not immune will also become infected. Infected people can spread measles to others from four days before through four days after the rash appears. And measles was eliminated in the U.S. in 2000. Yet since January 2019, more than 1,180 measles cases have been confirmed in 30 states. And this CDC said this is the largest number of confirmed measles cases in 25 years. Yeah, that's crazy. But again, it's, it's another example of misinformation, right? Like, basing your anti-vaccine stance off of mostly information you derive from Facebook is not a legitimate science source. Yeah, it's not very responsible. And that by a few simple articles and videos touted as truth, um, fact, wake up, being woke, or what other catchy phrases are out there lead us to believe we've become part of the few elite people with the real information to something. Yeah. I remember before coronavirus 
became pandemic status or pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you and I were having conversations about, you know, is this a big deal or is this going to be something that just goes away? Yeah. And through listening to healthcare officials, um, reputable news sources and other things, we made our own choice about what we felt like this was. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, we can go from, you know, not having info on it, info on it to seeking out info that we believe is right. Yeah. Um, is anything a hundred percent? Probably not, but we're trying to steer our way through a lot of misinformation, even with this pandemic that's going on. Right. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people are, um, I know when this was first starting and it was really catching some heat in the news. Um, there is a large part of me that was just like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The media is doing its thing. It's blowing something up more than it actually is. And yeah. And that. And then we started getting cases over here and I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's about right. I mean, people are traveling all over the world multiple times a day. It's gonna, it's gonna spread a bit for sure. Um, but then all of a sudden it was like, it became a real, it was a real truth. It was real important. Yep. All of a sudden and, and became very real. So, yeah. So in this article in, on the, that I was reading on Time Magazine's website here, um, they had a part where they, um, had a fella by the name of Joseph Vitriol. He's a Harvard University researcher. And he said, conspiracy theories are tremendously problematic because they undermine trust in institutions and change perceptions of what is real. The further we deviate from an evidence-based understanding of reality, the less likely we're able to deal with it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's, it, like you said, it makes sense. It, it, the further we deviate from an evidence based understanding of reality, the less likely we're able to deal with it. So, um, when we stop relying solely on facts, um, we start creating our own facts. And I don't mean that in the sense that we just generate a, a, a thought in our head and then we're like, ah, now that's fact. I've just put that in the, the memory bank uh, that's facts. Um, but I think we, like I was saying, we, we start doing searches but leading searches mm -hmm. where we've got a thought in our head now that's not factually based and we start looking that up 
and things that kind of point to that, that don't necessarily specifically say it, but point to it until we get to a point where it specifically says it. Yeah, exactly. I think it keeps us <clears throat> stuck in la-la land and thinking about what if, what if this, what if this, what if this. And then when true cold hard reality hits us, we can't accept it and we're not ready for it. We're not prepared. Yeah. For dealing with the real life issue because we're stuck in the clouds. Yeah. And exactly. On the other flip side of it, I'm somebody that tends to be really suspicious and I I'll invite a conspiracy theory into my mind on purpose. And <laughs> yeah. um I believe in the institution of government and I believe in the police. Yeah. And I believe in the education system for the most part. However, I I like a healthy dose of questioning things. Yeah. I like it. I think everybody should have an element of it. For sure. But the evidence-based stuff is where everybody should start. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. 100%. Um, so how does one deal with a conspiracy theorist? Well, researchers call that the million-dollar question. There's a fellow named Viren Swamy, a social psychology professor at Ange Angelia Ruskin University in the UK. Swamy says, the first step is to avoid belittling them. Diminishing deeply rooted beliefs may backfire fueling propagators and their followers to shun mainstream explanations even more. The problem with condemning conspiracy theories is that it plays into the conspiracy theorist's mind. He says it would entrench their beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I believe that. I, I That makes a lot of sense to me. The more you try to tell somebody that their belief is wrong, they're crazy for thinking that, the deeper they believe it. It... it absolutely digs the claws in deeper into that belief. Yeah. Because arguing something with no facts, just it's propelling it the wrong direction. Yeah, exactly. And it also makes them say things like, ah, you're part of the problem. Man. Yeah. You, you're actually confirming why I think this right now and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. I think another just really general universal idea about that is, is that we have to remember that everybody gets to have their own thoughts, yeah. their own perception. And I might think somebody is totally off their rocker, but they're allowed to have that thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if it was to cross a line where it was threatening the safety of somebody else, then, you know, that's a different story. But if somebody is wearing a tinfoil hat and having a bunch of ideas that I don't agree with. Let it be, man. Yeah, like, exactly. I couldn't agree more. We all got to figure out our own way to live in this crazy, <clears throat> this crazy world. And you're doing no harm to others by having, if you're doing, if you're doing no harm to others by having that belief, it doesn't affect me. Go at her, man. Yep. Right? Exactly. 
Experts say it's important to understand the science behind their mentality and the environment that fuels it. Conspiracy theories thrive in polarizing uh, political climates, climates, researchers say. According to Swami, they spring up when people who feel politically disenfranchised seek ways to explain what's happening in the world. Conspiracy theories don't just emerge in a vacuum, he says. It simplifies events and gives you a sense of control of your life again. So pretty much like you were saying, like, it... it... Yeah, you said about how they... they... It's like they, they make sense of it themselves. Like, they make sense of the world around them. Yeah, it's they figure out their own way to steer themselves through this crazy world. It works for them. Exactly. So, uh, uh, that's exactly it. It, ma it makes a lot of sense. And, and sometimes we just need a, a way to explain things to ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, the, but maybe the problem happens... Uh, when we start convincing ourselves that what makes sense and seems mostly practical becomes our truth. Yes. And then we spread and convince others of our truth. And before we know it, we've we've got a wildfire going on that everybody's reading and is like, oh, that's, that's crazy. Um, it becomes like it's almost some, some sort of false truth with false facts, but logically we can make sense of it, so it becomes right. And I'm not sure if that makes sense or not, but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. Um, it just makes me ask this question though. There's gotta be a certain percent of conspiracy theories that are actually true though. Oh, absolutely. Right. That's, and that's what I, I hope I said it in the start of this. I think I did, but I I definitely am not a person that thinks anybody that's got a conspiracy theory is a is a fucking quack and they're oh. crazy. I there is a lot of them. I I shouldn't say a lot. There is there is some that I believe in. There is a lot that I question. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot that I'm like, that's absolute bullshit. There's no yeah. way I believe that. <laughs> um, but there is some out there that actually do make a lot of sense and do have some real actual facts and and science behind them yeah. too. And I don't believe everything that the government says. Um... But yeah, I guess in the end, all I'm trying to say is that the endless amounts of information, there is also pretty much equal parts misinformation. And the line between facts and fiction can be very vague and not black and white at all. And with all the social media platforms, it gets even harder. The best bet is to really investigate the facts... And also research the source. Try to be sure it's reputable. And I mean, even then, sometimes it's a tough call. But on some level, we also have to be our own 
advocate for truth. Like we got to do our own part too, right? To find out what's real and what's not. And uh, being better informed is always better than being not informed. Yeah. Yeah. Realizing that everything's a learning process and sometimes we're going to have to change our mind on stuff is a good lesson too. Like being open-minded. Yeah, absolutely. Being open-minded is a huge thing. Things are, things are often not black or white ever. It's like what we try to teach our kids. Like, you know, I hate pork chops. Eh, are you using the wrong word there? Do you hate them? You don't like them, but you might like them when you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, things aren't always... They don't always turn out to be what our first impression is. And I think that's why it's good to keep asking questions yeah. about things. And, um, you know, I believe in conspiracy theories that I'm not going to say here because I'm not going to say them here. Yeah. Um, but I believe in some conspiracy theories, some stuff. I mean, I've open-mindedly looked into whether the moon landing really happened. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen that <laughs> one too. Um, you know, I don't believe it was a hoax by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think can the people who breed conspiracy theories can be harmful and hurtful to people. But I think to other people, it can make some of us uh, that are more closed minded or more conservative in what we think yep. a little bit more open minded too. So it takes all types of people in the world to make the world um, interesting. Yep. Absolutely. And approaching things like that with an open mind really can also keep you open to questioning things. Yes. And, and like you said, questioning is a good thing. Yeah. And having patience for others and um, acceptance of others and knowing that no two humans are alike is good as well. Exactly. Yeah. Well, guys. That pretty much wraps up uh, this week's episode. Hope mm -hmm. you guys enjoyed it. Um, do your research. Yep. <laughs> and before we go, we're going to mention a little nerdy. Mm -hmm. um, a great podcast that's out there. Owen and Michelle do a great job um, with the topics they bring forth. They do their debate without hate uh, one Friday a month. It's yep. always got a ton of humor in it and it's lighthearted. And they release a new episode every Tuesday. And they deal with geek culture, nerd culture, and talk about topics like anime, movies, video games, um, board games, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So check them out. They're on every major platform. And also check out their Facebook page. Yeah. All right. And uh, we hope that you will be back next Monday for some podcast, podcast and chill.